this podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 47 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. And I'm Pat. Please join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new edition of our show. We hope you've been eagerly uh, anticipating this episode. And as it gets closer to Halloween, uh, all of us, I think, are in the mood for a good creepy ghost story or two. And uh, funny thing, guys, you know, I, I make my living as a, as a psychic and I'm sitting here in my, my home office with a room full of, of boxes, packed boxes. I'm, I'm moving into my new home on the 22nd. And wouldn't you know it, I packed my microphone. <laughs> so I was using my intuition to play which box is the microphone in. And, it's kind of uh, like those cup games where you put the ball under the cup and try to figure out which cup the ball is hiding under. It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. It's here. <laughs> nah, keep your eye on the microphone, keep your eye on the microphone. <laughs> but alas, I found it. A little psychic humor there. Um, How many boxes did it take before you found uh, it? Three, three, four. You know, <laughs> so I, had to re- I had to retape the boxes, but I found it. <laughs> and then the problem was I couldn't find the right pair of headphones with the right kind of jack to plug into the computer. So thankfully, my daughter's best friend lives right across the street. So I, uh, I texted her mom and I was like, hey, do you have a pair of headphones? I'm about to go... Uh, do my podcast here in two minutes. And uh, so again, uh, intuitive, perhaps common sense, not so much tonight. So, yeah, but anyway, we're here, we're back. And uh, the story they- was jacked up, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here all night, kids. We bring the dad jokes. Yay, yay. <laughs> well, hey guys, I'm on uh, the first segment today. I am on recent sightings. You guys ready? Let's do it. I'm very ready. Let's go. Okay, so for recent sightings, for the first time ever, perhaps, I have a truly recent sighting. Very recent. Mm. As recent as two days ago. What? Hot and fresh. And now I have to purposefully uh, omit some of the details as far as who and and, and where, uh, Mm. simply because it was a friend of mine who reached out. And I, I will just say that this is a person who is a first responder. I will not say in in what capacity or what part of the city. But she told me that uh, two days ago, uh, her coworkers uh, were responding to a call from a older lady who had reported that the night before she had attempted to go outside. I don't know if she was going to let her dog outside or what have you, but it was dark. She, she stopped dead in her tracks because on the way out of her out of her house, she saw a, a hand or an arm in in the doorway. So okay. I assume maybe this was leading out to a porch. Mm-hmm. She saw a shadowy arm. And it 
terrified her uh, so much so that she uh, she locked the doors, closed the windows. Uh, she basically said, I'm not going anywhere until morning time. So morning comes. Uh, she she calls uh, the emergency number and and units respond um, and they check the place out. Uh, couldn't really find anything, although they they did say that this lady was uh, genuinely frightened. Uh, furthermore, she didn't seem, you know, it didn't seem emotionally unstable or anything like this. She seemed legit scared of something that she saw with her own eyes in the doorway. So they, you know, they did a perimeter search, couldn't find anything. And as all the emergency vehicles were finally leaving her house, going down the street, there was apparently a dark figure. I think it was a hooded figure, a dark shadowy figure on the side of the road that had the audacity to turn its head and stare at the emergency vehicles going by. And then when they went by, this being started quickly walking towards them as if it was chasing the emergency vehicles. In, in, these are brave people, the brave, bravest of the brave, you know, in the entire city. And my my friend said that the the coworkers were were terrified to their very core one of one of them said that the figure seemed evil it was giving off an evil vibe another one said that it was giving off a vibe almost like the grim reaper uh you know it gave them anxiety it gave them goosebumps they kept driving uh, and and as suspicious as this character looked they didn't go back to to question him or should i say it uh, they just kept going and uh, makes you wonder if, if that was you know the the shadowy creature in the in the doorway that the lady saw the night before. Oh my gosh! Kind of, but if if police officers and EMTs and firefighters and uh, and people of that caliber are afraid just by the very sight of somebody standing on the side of the street, like I'm out of there, man. That's the, that's it. Did you, you know get a, first... Did you get a fix on you know how how large this? creature was or how tall how short well that's that's the downside of a a, a sighting this recent uh you know i'm asking for more details from my friend i think she's been busy and i haven't got the additional scoop on on you know but she she was asking for my take on on what it could be you know the the good old ask the psychic game uh exactly and sometimes i don't know i don't know the answer because you know that that's in the realm of it could be a ghost it could be what some people call a shadow person which is essentially just a, a t- another type of a ghost yeah um you know evil is it is it was it somebody uh you know was it just a person wandering through the neighborhood uh dressed in a black hoodie was it somebody that was dressed as the grim reaper as a as an early halloween prank yeah. um you know, I think it crosses that that barrier. You know, it's it's all fun and games until you truly frighten a sweet little old lady, you know, inside of her home. That I think yeah. that's taking it too far. Right. For sure. I was gonna say my first inclination would be to run it over with my car. <laughs> yeah, you've been watching you've been playing too much Grand Theft Auto, right? <laughs> oh I'm like, ooh, it's a shadowy figure. I'm gonna run it over with my car. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at 88 miles per hour at 1.21 miles per hour. I'm going to run it over with my tires. <laughs> it's like that bottle trick when you and your kid, you're like, hey, look, daddy's going to hit the bottle in the road. Yeah. 
Sounds like a, a great idea. It sounds like a great yeah. idea until you drive right through the thing. You know, that's my point. Yeah, it possesses you. Yeah, <laughs> the car. <laughs> no amount of tread is going to take down that beast. There are uh, no firestones for that. There's nothing. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting though is is again I'm going back to the credibility of the witnesses based on 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 the fact that they're trained observers. They're logical people. They are cool under pressure. They have to be because of the nature of their job. And and I'm kind of stumped as to how just one glance at this being on the side of the road was enough to terrify them. These are people right. who are used to running into burning buildings and, yeah, and yeah. arriving on the scene of car accidents and whatnot. So whatever energy, you know, you get into the intuitive realms here, but whatever energy that that being was putting out must have been pretty terrible, you know. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are people who are trained to, like, be able to discern details really quickly. So oh, for yeah. them to be like, that's not a hobo with a bathrobe on. I've seen that before. That's not a, a wayward Eddie lost roaming the streets. That's a that's a demon. Yeah. So I, I, uh, again, you know, maybe we could do a follow up to this story uh, again after I am able to have the time to gather some more pertinent details. But it, I tell you what, reading it gave me the chills. Uh, just just reading that that the text that my friend sent me. So. Um, and again, I can't tell you what part of the city it was in, but it was recent. And uh, so anyway, if you're driving, if you're driving at night, be careful. Look right, look left. Uh, be and sure don't that stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Just keep, keep, going. keep going. Pedal to the metal, people. <laughs> so possible hey. Grim Reaper sighting in Omaha. You heard it here first. Hey, before oh. we we, uh, we kick off of recent sightings, thought i'd share a few recent emails we got from from people these are actually like facebook posts but i know it's been a while and and i just want to give a shout out to all our friends who have still uh clamored for us to to get back to to doing what we do um you know we we love doing this uh this this year has just really kind of thrown us because we 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 actually got together earlier this week, the three of mm-hmm. us, and that's the first time the three of us have been together this year mm-hmm. in person, right? In person, yeah. Andy, I think you and I were together for like the Super Bowl or something, and I, I saw Eddie a few times. Yeah. But you know, the the stars were just not aligning this year, so no. um, it's been a rough year. But I, I do appreciate all the people who are still reaching out to us and and. Thank you for your patience. And I just want to share a couple of these emails we got. Um, This is from David. He says, uh, David in uh, Australia, he says, hi, dads. Hope all your family members are in good health and safe. Aussies are praying for many to many gods for the safety of America in this time. Can't wait to hear from the team again. Until then, be safe, dads. So thank you, David. We appreciate that. Thanks, David. Good old Dave. And then Ryan reached out and he said, have you checked out Sass, Sax Squatch? Ooh. I've seen that. The guy in the forest. This is the guy who dr- dresses up like Bigfoot and plays the sax in the woods. And he just plays all these, you know, pretty memorable saxophone tunes and uh, just popular songs. And you, he says you should absolutely check out his Facebook book page. And he also asks, uh, do we still have shirts available? And that would be Eddie's domain. Eddie? Yes, we do. We do. Actually, we make them to order. Uh, just like just like hot biscuits. I'm not making hot biscuits and letting them sit around. We make these suckers fresh. 
So yeah, uh, place your orders. Uh, do that through the uh, Facebook Messenger uh, to us or through email, and um, we can uh, place the order for you and uh, order the shirt. Uh, pretty much, we're sticking to like the charcoal gray, I think, yeah. right now, uh, because the other green they had was like a day glow lime. Leave it to the colorblind guy to pick the wrong green. Like that looks good, and it's like it's like blinding people. Looks like a glow um, stick. It's a glow stick. Get it? Do it. Um, so yeah, I was sticking to the charcoal gray, but they have sweatshirts, t-shirts, and hoodies. If you're feeling oh, all put nice. it up, if you want to look like the death, the angel <laughs> of death, walking the streets of Omaha, uh, we can get you a hoodie as well. So Ryan, uh, keep listening to Sax Squatch and and reach out to us on uh, uh, Messenger on Facebook. Uh, let us know what you're looking for, and, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do to get an order together for you. Finally, I just want to share this. Uh, it was actually an image that Nathan sent us. It's of nothing. Uh, it's it's of a sweatshirt, no less. It's it says Dad Squatch, the man, the myth, the Squatchologist. So that's, that's a shirt I think we should we need to have in our wardrobe. Yeah. Right there. It says Dad Squatch, and the dad's in the big big white letters, and there's kind of a, a Sasquatch logo in the middle of the A. It's pretty cool. Nice. So, so uh, we'll have to throw that on the, uh, on the, on the website. But, uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for reaching out, and um, it's good to be back. Yep, it's great oh, to be yeah. back. And and moving forward, we're going to start cranking these uh, episodes out fairly regularly again, just like we've always done. So uh, speaking of memorabilia, uh, we have a little group text going between uh, uh, Eddie, Pat, and myself. And the other day, uh, Eddie texted us a shirt. It's two UFOs in the desert that are sucking up cows through their laser beams. And Eddie was like, check out what I got, boys. And I was like, hey, I have that same shirt in purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we match. We, we should coordinate. That's what happens when when your uh, paranormal dad you you slowly acquire, uh, you know accumulate all these weird T-shirts throughout the years, and my whole closet's filled with that kind of stuff. So wouldn't have it any other way. Well, and it serves as a proper for for all of y'all that are single out there. It serves as a proper like uh, filtering tool too, because then there's uh, the opposite sex might see that and be like, "That's weird." Then you already know <laughs> you've already filtered out. <laughs> move along, move along. Move along. But if, if it's a, if it's somebody cool with, with, with potential, you know, it's a conversation starter. Exactly. Right. Yes, go. I do have an alien shirt. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, next episode, next uh, segment rather is uh, Pat's, I believe, and it's uh, pop culture and the paranormal. And here we go. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. We're back, and uh, thought tonight we'll talk a little Halloween because Halloween's coming up fast and furious. Oh yeah! And 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 I thought what would be a good way to get everybody ready for ha- Halloween, and and since you can't be going out to haunted houses and pumpkin patches, at least not real safely yet. Um, uh, I was thinking, what's coming to Netflix for Halloween 2020? So. Uh, it's worth noting Netflix rarely picks up a lot of the great older horror movies because other distributors like to hold those for this time of the year. Yeah. But uh, they, they do have quite a bit of original content and some of the, the classics as well that uh, they're promoting for, for Netflix. 
One of them is uh, called The Worst Witch, Season 4. It's billed as a popular, albeit unappreciated, kids series with a Halloween flavor, and it will be returning for the fourth season. Unfortunately for this season, Bella Ramsey, who was not involved in the show, but uh, it's based on a novel. Um, The British series follows Mildred Hubble, who moves to witch school. So that sounds a lot like a Harry Potter kind of a yeah, it does kind of a show. I've I've actually been watching this one with my daughter, Pat. Hmm. Oh, have you? Oh yeah, okay, so she's good enough for for the little kids. This a. Oh yeah, it, it, and my daughter's six. Yeah, Sky's six. It's very much kid friendly. It, it, it there's some you know it's Harry Potter esque, but you know in their defense, I don't think they're trying to copy it or rip it off or anything. It's it's a unique storyline, but yeah, it's it's very, I'd say it's very PG. Okay, um, next we've got one. Uh, this is actually coming from Norway. It's called Cad- Cadaver. And this is set to be released October 22nd. On That's Netflix. heavy metal sounding. Yeah. Cadaver. <laughs> it's directed and written by Gerard Herald. Gerard Herdal. Uh, this Norwegian film uh, is set in the aftermath of a nuclear disaster. We'll See, follow three. It is metal. It's totally yeah. meddling. <laughs> we'll follow three survivors who were attending a charitable event at the time. And one by one, people start to disappear. So that sounds uh, sounds like kind of interesting. Kind of sounds like killer clowns from outer space. I don't you know. <laughs> it's awful yeah. on Netflix. Um, you probably heard of this one, uh, Hubby Halloween. It's is now Hubie. on Netflix. Oh, is it Hubie? I'm sorry. Yeah, because I watched it. I watched it uh, last night. Is the Adam Sandler one? It's yeah, Adam it is. Sandler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's either going to be great or awful. Which one? Which was it, Eddie? It's a little both. <laughs> so it features a huge features a huge cast, including the likes of Julie Brown, uh, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. I'm, I'm yeah. saying that. Uh, Rob Snyder, Kevin James, Maya Roof, and. Uh, Stranger Things, Noah Snap, uh, of course, uh, true horror of Hubie Halloween will be down to your preference of Adam Sandler movies. So I'm actually kind of a Adam Sandler fan. I, I tend to like his movies for the most part. Yeah, I, you know, I, I liked Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and and kind of you know in in more uh, recent years is kind of hit or miss with with some of those movies. But when I saw it on Netflix the other night, and I was thinking about giving it a watch, so I might, there's a I'll lot of check one out. I, it's fun. It's more fun than not, in my opinion. But I'm also really forgiving to anything that tries to be funny. Um, but uh, there's a lot of nods to old uh, Adam Sandler movies in it between casting and a lot of like cameos and one-liners that they throw out. So you got to keep your eyes peeled or your ears and eyes peeled for uh, those things because it's kind of fun little Halloween Easter eggs hidden in there. Right. Isn't Steve Buscemi and Rob Snyder in all of his movies, basically? <laughs> <laughs> he Pretty did. much. It's, you yeah. got to respect it, too. It's like he, he rounded up all his best buddies and he just recast them in most of his movies. Um, also, uh, Pat, you might, are, is your list done or do you have another one on your list? Oh, I've, I've got a few more, but yeah, there might be one. What, I don't know. Like the haunting of Bly Manor. Is that on there? Uh, it's not one that I picked out, Ah, but, but tell, tell us. To about the, it. So last year that uh, came out called the haunting of Hill house. 
uh, came out on Netflix, and it was an episodic uh, short season, one season of this uh, show featuring this house that was haunting. It was a haunted house this family moved into, but it also basically followed the family around. And it showcases how each member of the family experienced different ghost encounters and what it did and meant to them for them in the house. So it's a really kind of, it's probably one of the scariest things I've seen. Um, and so they did a follow-up season to it, but they decided to switch it up and it's still a haunted house story, but it's called the haunting of Bly Manor now. So it's not even called Hill house. Um, and I actually, I, I went back and looked and sure enough, there it is. It's the haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. So, so, and that is live today, October 9th. So, uh, yeah, you can check that out. It's uh, It looks scary. Scary as all heck. You'll pee yourself. <laughs> Wear your... Cut, put, the, put, put a tarp on the couch. <laughs> Wear your depends. Exactly. So, uh, another one of my uh, favorite old series was uh, Unsolved Mysteries. So, Netflix is releasing volume two of Un unsolved Myth mysteries this is actually i think the reboot of of it i think it is yeah 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 so yeah it was confirmed for a second season netflix believes this will this one will dominate the most watched list around the spooky season dominate it dominate you know i i uh i, I watched bits and pieces of the first season of that one um, and I was really psyched about it. I think they're easing their way into the paranormal with this with this show. They really because, are because all the ones that I saw, it was murder mystery, it was missing persons cases, it was it was you know things like that. I think the very last uh, episode of the season was a UFO related one, yeah. but other than that, it was all just kind of like cold cases and stuff like that. So don't be surprised if they come out you know sprinkling in a little bit more sasquatch and and uh you know maybe mothman stuff like that next time around i think they didn't yeah. want to lose some of their core demographic by exactly. by making you know because if you want to see a lot of the paranormal parent like the weirdest of the weird like travel channel dude like they should mm -hmm. they should change the name travel channel to the paranormal channel because yeah, that's all it is should. that's all, all day long now. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah they gave up they're like nope it's all paranormal programming we're done yeah 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 we're done it's people have seen enough traveling you want to go to travel to Rome? Watch something else. Yeah. Alien abductions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it's travel technically. Yeah, technically, just because each story takes place in a different state, you learn a little geography as the, as the show goes on. Listen, if I got backhanded by Bigfoot's hairy knuckles and thrown over his shoulder and carried off into the wilderness, that's travel. That's travel. <laughs> it's, it's a form of travel. <laughs> exactly. He travels. So it's getting, so it getting abducted, right? Right. You don't know where they're going to set you back down at. It might be in a different state, missing time. The ultimate travel destination. <laughs> Geography. Ooh. So I, I got one more here for, for Netflix uh, that kind of stood out to me. It's called Rebecca. It mm -hmm. starts October 21st. Um, and this is kind of a period drama. It's uh, They say fans of period dramas will love this new adaptation of Daphne Demure's chilling, iconic novel. After a whirlwind affair, a young woman marries a wealthy widower. But when she moves into his country estate, Manderley, she quickly realizes that her home and their marriage are haunted by the memory of his dead wife, Rebecca. Oh, so that Ooh. sounds fun. Dun dun dun. So that's it, man. You go stepping on the turf of a ghost, and you know bad things tend to happen. But, but yep. the great thing about 
cutting the cable and 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 just using streaming services like we do in our house you could you could go off netflix and go somewhere else like disney channel and they have their all their own lineup of of you know holiday type stuff like last night i watched the adventures of ichabod and mr toad yeah so look at you. basically you know the wind in the willows is is the mr toad story and mm -hmm. that one i didn't you know didn't do a whole lot for me but i just love the old 1949 classic of uh, Ichabod Crane, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yep. Uh, it's narrated by Bing Crosby. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, he, he hit a lot of comedy, you know, kind of like physical comedy by Ichabod riding yeah. his horse and getting chased by the headless horseman. It's a lot of fun. That was still it's scary funny. as a kid. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Green fire coming out of it. You're like, oh, why is that fire green? What's going yeah. on? We, we went to Disney World a few years back, uh, probably many years back now, but uh, and went to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And and uh, they had, you know, they have this huge parade. And the person who heads that parade is the Headless Horseman. And you see him coming <laughs> down, you know, through the shadows you know they're in disney world and, yeah, and it's, cool. it's creepy it's it but it's one of my greatest memories of disney world was watching the headless horseman strut on by so uh yep i was i was job. there uh, a little over a year ago myself pat and it was the same thing mickey's not so scary halloween and yeah. uh yeah, it's ironic that the head of the parade is the headless horseman. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty sweet that you can hear the the you know the hooves galloping down the, the cobblestone street. And it's it's yeah, cool, man. Yeah, it is it's really cool. Um, but anyway, a quick quick shout out in in one of my favorite, and I'm not I'm not a scary movie buff necessarily. I think Eddie handles the scaries a little bit better than me and Pat. But one of the, for my money, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen is called 1408. It has uh, John Cusack and yep. uh, terrifying, terrifying. You're in for a wild psychological mind bender if you watch that one. But I would recommend it if you like to be scared because it'll chill you to the core. 1408. Yeah. yeah um, you guys mentioned uh, the different apps. Um, uh, also on Disney Plus, kind of a comedy, but it still is a ghost story. It's called the it's called Blackbeard's Ghost. And it's like a classic like Disney comedy. It's like the late 60s. I want to say, uh, but that's a fun one too for the family. Uh, not for the family. Uh, there's another street. Talk about streaming apps because of this uh, quarantine stuff. I've been driving way less, and uh, I actually changed my insurance. I've been driving so much less that I got yeah. a mileage discount on my insurance. This is not an insurance commercial, although I will say I go with an amazing company. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. No. Um, so I decided, hey, with some of my savings, I'm going to add another streaming app or two just to give myself some choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm -hmm. know, you burn through stuff kind of quick. And and instead of like buying movies, I was like, I'll just add a couple of apps. And then once I get the juice out of them, I'll dump them and be done with it. Um, right. but squeeze I added, those lemons. Squeeze these <laughs> Netflix lemons and Apple TV limes. <laughs> um, I uh, added one. It's not for kids, but it's a, a streaming app called Shudder if anybody's heard of it and it's specific shutter, like, uh, like shaking, not like the things you cover your windows with. Right. Um, 
And uh, it's specifically meant for like scary movies and like scary entertainment. And it's all centered around that, which I thought that's really niche, right? Like that's kind of crazy. Um, but there is a, a lot on there. But if you're a fan of the video game uh, Skyrim, which I know Pat is. Yes. They have a movie on there uh, called, I think it's called Headhunter. And it's almost like of set right into the world of Skyrim. It's like this 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 ancient fantasy like knight barbarian guy uh-huh. that's being that's being chased down by these goblins and like demons, and he's having to fight them off in the forest. And there's no dialogue in the whole movie. Oh, really? That yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> At first, it sounds like it's like not entertaining, but after a while, you're no, just compelled. yeah, it, it yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah, well, the whole time you're like. Some of those uh, Disney short films don't don't have any dialogue either, but it's it's an emotional roller coaster. So yeah, exactly. you can really, you can get sucked into a to a story with no words. Yeah, yeah. So do not watch that with the kids. I I can't say that enough. But if you're an adult and you like scary stuff, check it out. They have like a, like a seven day free trial, something like that. Anyway. And you one more I forgot to mention that Andy mentioned mentioned Disney shorts, Mater in the Ghost Light. Hmm. You ever see Mater in the Ghost Light? No, but I know Mater. Oh. Like Toe Mater from, like Toe from, Mater ah, from Cars. Yeah. There, there's a short on there called Mater in the Ghost Light. So it's uh, basically Mater goes to a party one night in town and and Doc tells a spooky story about the ghost light that haunts the roads around Carville or wherever it is that they live. And so on his ride home, he's you know thinking about this almost kind of a sleepy hollow kind of theme to it. And uh, it's a lot of fun though. So there oh. you go. Watch 1408, get yourself nice and terrified. And then you, you cool down with the Tomator and the ghost light. Eddie yeah, looks go. like he has something else. I had one more, but it was a, there's a toy story one too. That's a, like a Halloween themed one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget what they call, but you can type in toy story and it'll all pop up and, Go I think it's ter- like Toy Story Terror, Toy Story yeah, of Terror, the Toy of Terror, or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mandalorian starts October thirtieth. By the way, oh, <laughs> he just he just did a mic drop. Boom! He just had this is the way. In. This is the way, Pat. All <laughs> this right. is the way. Good segment, Pat. Thanks, man. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys are comfy, tucked in, got your blankets wrapped around you. Pat, you ready? I'm ready. Andy, are you you ready to go? (laughs) Well, I wish I had my cat or my dog in here to cuddle me because I have a feeling this is going to get creepy really, really quickly. It's going to be a little little scary. So right before Halloween, we're going to dive into some actual Salem scary stories from Salem, Massachusetts. Known for its witch trials, which, you know, it's kind of sad when you think about it, because basically it was a way to suppress people they didn't like. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is some uh, crazy paranormal stuff reported, uh, talked about in, you know, stories handed down now through generations that uh, we've gotten off of our friends off theoccultmuseum.com. Not taking uh-huh. credit for credits due. Check them out, uh, theoccultmuseum.com. Uh, but some stories here. I'm going to share, uh, I'll share three. If we look like we want to throw one more in there, we can. We'll start off with the witch house. Dun, Which, dun, one? Dun. Which one? That one. The witch house. Okay, <laughs> Who's on first? What? Uh, what? Who? what? Um, here we go. 
The Jonathan Corwin House, also known as the Witch House, can be found at 310 Essex Street. The last standing structure with direct ties to the Salem Witch Trials was home to Judge Jonathan Corwin. He was a local magistrate that became central to the trials, taking over when Judge Nathaniel Saltonstall, that's a name, <laughs> resigned in protest over the trying and sentencing, sentencing of Bridget Bishop to death. Far from abating the hysteria surrounding the trials, Corwin helped renew the panic, sending a further 19 people to the gallows. <laughs> He's like, I'll do you one better. Corwin says, hold my beer. Yeah. Corwin first acquired the structure from a Richard Davenport in 1675, though it may be a few decades older. 1675. Yeah, you. I mean, you hear about dates like that more so in Europe, but not around, not around the United States so much. Yeah, that's I mean that's, that's that's old. That's a hundred years before the revolution. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the house remained in Corwin's family until the mid eighteen hundreds. It was already almost two hundred years old by the time. After which it received little attention beyond being moved in the nineteen forties to make space for a widened street. Can't stop progress. Yeah, right. <laughs> As a museum in the McIntyre Historic District. The Corwin House was restored to its 17th century appearance and today features self-guided tours. In particular, visitors who visit the house regularly report in cold spots, disembodied voices, and experience being touched by unseen hands. Mm. That is the, the witch house. Sounds like a harassment case waiting to happen there. <laughs> like ghost. No means no. Leave me alone. <laughs> Three, 310 Essex Street? Uh, 310 Essex Street. You know, I'm thinking, you know, someday, hopefully this uh, pandemic will run its course and travel becomes a little easier. I'm thinking the paranormal dads might need to take a trip out there to do some live recordings there at, in Salem. Uh, oh, I, I would say yes. That would be awesome hitting the East Coast because there's so much in such a small area, you know? Oh yeah, I mean you got a haunted battlefield here. You got a you got a creepy bed and breakfast there. I mean, what's you know Maine, Connecticut, Rhode Island? We'll just hit it all, you know. Go up into the mountains, do some squatching. Oh yeah, because they got that too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything, little bit of everything, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. By the way, a uh, funny side tangent. Uh, my daughter Sky actually has a cat, a black cat named Salem. Oh, really? It, this cat, the coolest cat in the whole world. It was a feral outdoor cat. And uh, a year and three days ago, wandered into my driveway and never left. And it was just a, such a friendly cat. We kept it. We adopted it. Um, it and, and the cat stays over at, at her mom's house. And yeah, but the cat's name Salem. Black cat found it in Halloween, <laughs> and, you know, right around Halloween time. And what's cooler than that? So that's a cool name, too. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of cool names, this house has a pretty cool name. The House of the Seven Gables. Ooh, so this is this is the second story? Yes. House of the Seven Gables. It sounds familiar. It does. And here we go. Let's Isn't see. It? This colonial mansion started as a two-room, two-and-a-half-story house. How is it two-and-a-half stories? What's going on? Uh... <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> You know what, Andy? I think we're thinking of Anne of Green Gables. That's what we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these That's gables it. ain't green. They're red. <laughs> They're red, red. No, two and a half stories. So it's like two stories, and then there's like one one extra room that just pokes out the top like a top hat. <laughs> you're, you're hunched over. 
Um, a 2.5 story house in 1667, again with the 1600s, for Captain John Turner. But it achieved fame with Nathaniel Hawthorne's The House of the Seven Gables. After Captain John Turner died at sea, was passed on to his children. Over three generations of the Turner family went on to live in the house, remodeling and adding to the structure until John Turner III eventually lost the family fortune. Uh, John, you had one job. Yeah. Don't lose the family fortune. <laughs> and sold the mansion in the early 1900s to the Ingersolls, who soon set about removing much of the Turner's previous work, including the gables and porches. Hmm. Um, by the time Hawthorne came to visit his cousin, Susanna Ingersoll, who inherited the mansion from her father, little remained of the original structure. Thanks to the popularity of the fictional counterpart, the House of the Seven Gables became a local landmark and later museums and, uh, and settlement houses. Many visitors have reported seeing Susanna walking the halls and peering through windows. Other phenomenon includes odd sounds and a cheerful child's spirit is said to haunt the attic. Mm, what is it about ghost kids that makes the whole ghost phenomena that much more creepy? And they like to play in the attic. Ugh. What's it with the attic? I swear. You know, it's like you, you hear the little pitter-patter of those little footsteps and you hear like a marble rolling across the floor. I don't mm. know, man. Ghost kids. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, I don't know. It's like next level. It's a I, sad. I, I like my ghost a good old-fashioned ghost. I like my ghost to be old people. You know, I'm with the librarian from Ghostbusters. Am I right, Pat? That's what I <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in our day, ghosts were old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give me the old lady ghosts. And uh, last but certainly not least, we would not. It would not be a haunted structure story if not. We didn't have the Danvers State Hospital. Mm. This gothic like hospitals. This is how it starts, too. I'll even show you guys. I'll show it on the video. Look at that photo of that sucker. Can you guys even see that? Look at that. Oh, oh yeah. Scurry. <laughs> Here we go. This gothic-style psychiatric hospital. <laughs> gothic and psychiatric. Those two things are just made for each other. This thing looks like Arkham Asylum from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Was built in 1874 and opened its doors four years later. It has had many names. State Lunatic Hospital. That's less cat. <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not. Uh, that's not PC. <laughs> it doesn't pop. There's no pop. Welcome to our building, you lunatic. Welcome to the old SL SLH. What's that stand for? State Lunatic Hospital. What's up? You're, you're driving down the interstate. You see one of those green signs. State Lunatic Hospital. Next right. Lunatic. <laughs> what lunatic mean? <laughs> Times have changed. Uh, also, Danvers State Insane Asylum. Not much better. Not much better. And finally, the much more appropriate Danvers State Hospital. The campus was set just 10 miles from Salem in Danvers, Massachusetts, and sprawls over 77 acres. Man, they look like hog up land on these things. At least it's not 666 acres. <laughs> Ooh, <it's> the worst number <laughs> of acres. But that's, that's a good chunk of land, though. That, I mean, that's... That, that's a big piece of property. Uh, with the central facilities atop Hawthorne Hill, which takes its name from the land's former owner, notorious judge, Jonathan Hawthorne. There he's back. He's back again. 
The hospital's reliance upon barbaric and often often lethal treatments led to a terrifying reputation. And it impact, get this, it inspired HP Lovecraft's Arkham Asylum and DC Comics Arkham Asylum in the Batman mythos. There you go. So there you go. I wasn't so far off. <laughs> you weren't far off at all. Little remains of the hospital today as a residential company purchased and demolished almost the entire campus, including the historic Kirkbridge building. After removing several buildings, here we go, Andy, its construction trailers strangely caught fire. (laughs) (laughs) Darn thing just caught fire. (laughs) One day it was fine, next day it's burning. Destroying the new developments and the Kirkbride in a blaze that could be seen as far away as Boston. Wow. It's wicked. It's a wicked bad fire there. It's a wicked bad. Wicked bad. How you like them apples? Cook some freaking lobster on it, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Only the administration building's brick shell remained, along with the hospital's cemeteries and blocked network of tunnels, because what haunted asylum would not be complete without tunnels. After completing much of the development, the company oddly hmm, put the property up for sale, giving more credence to a potential curse upon the property. There you go. I wonder That's what. The they, so they sold the property? They sold it. The minute they got so done they, demolishing They bought they it, they tore it all down, they sold it. And yeah, now there's a Starbucks there, haunted Starbucks. There, you know there's a haunted <laughs> Starbucks there. Yeah, and I suppose. Everything yeah. catches on fire. They they put the coffee out the drive-thru and it catches on fire. Ah! <laughs> hey, that's, that's normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what is my venti lava. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's 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 a food for thought, or just I'm just throwing this out there for people to to think about and marinate on. So you you have this haunted establishment, whether it's a house, building, bridge, what have you. If you if you tear that down and and you know haul away the debris. If if just a few stones or rocks or pebbles of that haunted facility remains, do you think there's energy that's stuck to it? You know, almost like it doesn't matter if you demolish it because all the, you know, all the all the energy, all the all the vibes, all the creepiness, you know, can be contained within one little grain of sand from that facility. So, I mean, right. some people do subscribe to that thought that, you know, objects can hold energy like that. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, you hear of these antique stores that, you know, people bring a. Uh, you know, whatever, a uh, 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 antique radio or a chandelier or whatever home from an antique store. And they, it's haunted because of the energy that's stuck on that object. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, yeah, if you have a haunted house and that house gets taken down to nothing, is it still, would the location be haunted now or is it just kind of dissipate the whole thing? Um, that's a good or point. Does all the hauntedness go to the dump or wherever it is they take all the... <laughs> And then the dump becomes off the land. It's a haunted dump. (laughs) Listen, have you been to a dump? (laughs) They they kind of, yeah, they're a little haunted. They're frightening for sure. For sure. Usually it's Mm. the big trucks driving around that I feel like they're going to roll over me. Pulling stuff out of the back of my SUV and here comes this land mover. (laughs) Yeah. Paddle get turned into a ghost. Yeah. At at the dump. Ghost paddle. yeah, and it's you know you hear about that a lot when people remodel or tear th- you know start to tear something down how you'll stir you'll whip something up real quick mm-hmm. you know oh yeah there's nothing that that gets the ghost irritated a little bit. especially if it's if it's a kind of ghost who's attached to the the physical location you know you know Grandpa Bob who built the place with his bare hands over the course of thirty years and then 
you know, the place gets sold to a new family. They renovate Bob, you know, Bob's irritated because he liked things how it was. Yep. Pro- probably not up to code, but he liked the house <laughs> how it was. Start exactly. Messing rooms in, in, in the layout. Yeah. You can really disturb some, some ghostly presence there. Yeah. What about Bob? Don't, don't, don't be baby steps, baby goat steps down the stairs. Don't be uh, playing with it. Very haunted part of the country though. Thanks for, thanks oh. for those little tidbits, Eddie. That's, that's a little sneak peek. I mean, we're going to do one more uh, before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a little, little teaser before we get into some more, some more spooky stuff. There you go. All right. And as we always say, listeners, if you have a suggestion uh, for a future topic or main mystery that you'd like us to dive into and cover, you know, just email us, uh, reach out to us on social media. We're always willing to uh, to take suggestions. Heck yeah, man. Anything that, especially for like recent sightings too, man, like anything you guys have experienced, let us know. In fact, uh, we didn't do it this time, but uh, maybe we have one in the queue. One, we have a recent that happened with one of our friends, g- uh, good friend of the show, uh, Billy Peck, uh, which I got the verbal uh, thumbs up to share this bone chilling video. Uh, I won't ruin it, but it's it's nuts. So yeah, whatever happens to you, share with us, please. Awesome. Yeah, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we're at www.paranormaldads.com. Yes. All right. Feel free to pass this uh, podcast along to any friends and family who are looking for something a little bit family friendly, but creepy this holiday season. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, holiday season. <laughs> Halloween season. I think it gets big, bigger every year. Yeah, it does. It, Halloween has it, taken it over does. a lot of things. It does. And, uh, you know, it's funny, though, in a world of social media and, and uh, you know, digital this and that. It's it's funny how word of mouth is still huge in terms of um, letting other people know about cool podcasts, you know, so uh, feel free to pass us along to anybody who might enjoy it. And thanks. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we want to give a shout out to the people at freesound.org uh, for providing us some um, sound bites and music for today's episode. Awesome. Hey, it was All great right. to talk to you guys again. Good seeing you guys, Let's too. Let's do this more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do this again. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you then. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Welcome to Paranormal Dads. And my brain just died already. I forgot how we <laughs> do this. It's been a while. Bye.